Why do we work hard to solve small problems? Why do we reinvent ourselves and our clients over and over? And why are we giving away marketing strategy for free? It's time to bring home bigger paychecks. It's time to create the lifestyle we deserve and to make a greater impact. This is the Fractional CMO Show, and I'm Casey Stanton. Join me as we explore this growing industry and learn to solve bigger problems. Hey, welcome back. It's Casey here. And today I want to talk about what does a fractional CMO make? How much money does a fractional chief marketing officer take home? Now, I want to kind of reverse engineer this and first kind of talk about the landscape, the greater landscape for what different marketing roles generally make. So when we think of marketing, we can think of um, kind of a hierarchy of marketing. I'm a believer that the person kind of at the bottom is called a marketing technician. This is a title that I kind of came up with. Um, there might be some people who talk about it as well, but like this is something that I kind of came up with in a vacuum because oftentimes we overtitle people that we hire. Let me give you a quick example. I got a buddy, he runs an ad agency, and uh, he was just a single Pringle, just a single dude running ads. And he goes and hires someone because he needs help with operations. So what does he hire? A chief operations officer. Well, I think that's crazy. You don't need a chief operations officer. You need like an operations person, an operations technician. You don't want to overtitle the person because the moment you overtitle them, they believe they have more power than they ought to have. And they're going to try to command a higher wage than they ought to for the quality of the problems that they solve. If you're like a one-man show, a one-person show, if you've got your own little agency and you're just kind of working as a freelancer and you hire someone to help you, do not overtitle them. So let's just talk about that low-level title first, marketing technician. I like it because there really isn't a salary for a marketing technician that exists. They can't go to Glassdoor and find a salary and say, ooh, I'm a marketing technician, I should be making X amount. Why? Because the marketing technician for me is someone that's very unique to the organization that they're working in, and they have the opportunity to grow into a different title. But to start, they're kind of the, the jack or jill of all trades that you're asking to do all of the work. They're the person who's actually doing the labor. So that low level might be making 15, 20, 25, 30 bucks an hour, kind of around that range. That's what a marketing tech makes. And when I got started uh, making 25 bucks an hour at an agency, I thought, I thought that was pretty good. I remember thinking to myself, oh, that's what nurses make. I had this number in my mind that nurses made about 25 bucks an hour. And I felt, hey, I didn't have the education a nurse had and I could make the same amount. I felt pretty good about things. So at that low level is the marketing technician. Now, what's the level above them? You can have different names for them. I think this is kind of when you start specializing more in roles, like conversion rate optimization specialist, CRM technician. I think these names uh, are, are important and they really kind of define the unique work that the marketer does. Uh, it's important to know that if you name someone the CRO uh, lead, right, the lead of uh, conversion rate optimization, that they're going to go on a glass door and they're going to look at what salaries are for that and they're going to try to be competitive. I mean, why wouldn't they, right? So be sure the titles that you know you have are actually of the work that you do right now in marketing. So if you're doing strategy level stuff in leading teams, you should probably have a director title or maybe a CMO or fractional CMO title, but you may not. Um, 
and just kind of know the work that you're doing and kind of what that title should be. Oftentimes, you know, folks are overtitled. So you've got that low level marketing tech level above it. Maybe it's an individual type of tech. It's a tech for CRO, maybe CRM, maybe um, uh, someone who kind of straddles marketing and tech, like um, the marketing technician. Um, it could be, you know, called kind of whatever you want. There's like, there's really no rhyme or reason to some of these titles. But let's move up a level. You have then got your marketing manager and your marketing coordinator. I think they're kind of about equal at levels. I think you can get pedantic and say, oh, the marketing manager is different than the marketing coordinator. But oftentimes, they're just kind of the same title. And then the title above that is the marketing director. And then the title above that is the CMO or the VP of marketing. That's kind of the typical hierarchy that I see. So who reports to the CMO? The directors. Who reports to the directors? The technicians. It's kind of the basic level. The coordinator might report to the director as well. You know, it, it takes a large, it takes a kind of fairly large organization to have a CMO and then below that a marketing director and then below that a marketing coordinator or a project manager in marketing, and then below that, individual technicians or specialized technicians. It takes a larger department for that. Certainly fun businesses to work in because there's a lot of leverage, a lot of uh, uh, you know, human power behind it that you can get a lot of stuff done. Really fun if you're a fractional CMO of that kind of business as well, but not required. So a marketing director on average, you know, looking at Glassdoor, they're gonna make 60 to 70, maybe upwards of 150 a year. It's kind of what a marketing director does. But a director doesn't really bring the strategy. That's the core difference. They're not the leader. They're not the strategist. They're kind of directing marketing, but they still need the strategy. They need the bigger idea. That's the CMO. So a full-time CMO, you know, I think if you're adequately paid as a CMO and not part of a startup and you got given the name CMO to stick you around, Right? Sometimes businesses overtitle folks because it helps them feel like, ooh, I got, I got a CMO role, um, so I'm going to stick around with the startup. You know, that, that's, that's kind of worthless if, if there really isn't the income potential. I think a CMO should be paid at a minimum $150,000 a year, and that's for a pretty small company early on in its growth. But a great CMO should be making two hundred and fifty, three hundred, dollars dollars all the way up to $500,000 a year. I think that's a really good target. Um, there's going to be the runaway uh, CMOs at super large organizations um, or maybe CMOs that get um, RSUs if they're a part of a startup, you know, kind of like a, a preferred stock option, um, that kind of stuff. That can happen and that can increase the comp. But generally speaking, two to 300, I think, is kind of the average target that I'm seeing for CMOs. So that's if you're going to be a traditional CMO. How long does it take to become a CMO is another question. Well, it takes a long time. If you're going to climb the ranks inside of an organization from like janitor all the way to CMO, it's going to take you years, probably longer than 10 years, maybe more like 15, maybe 20 years. Maybe you can shortcut it. Maybe you can do it in 10. Maybe you can do it in less. But generally speaking, it's going to take a long time. That's if you're focused. Most people aren't focused on climbing that rank to CMO, and therefore they're kind of stuck at this manager level. Maybe they're entrepreneurial on the side, but they're not, they're not really focused on becoming CMO. 
which is fine. There's, there's, you know, nothing right or wrong about that. That's just where they're at. If you wanted to be a CMO and you put yourself to it and focused and you started off with no experience in marketing, maybe in eight, 10 years, you could be the CMO and be paid in the, you know, in the mid 200s. I think that's, that's realistic. What about a fractional CMO? Well, here's, I think, where things start getting exciting. So the CMO is the full-time person. They're coming up with a strategy, they're doing the leadership, and they're working for that company. And some companies need a full-time CMO. You got to remember that. Fractional CMO isn't for everybody. If that seems weird to you, think of it this way. Think of a lawyer. Do all companies need a full-time in-house counsel? No. I don't for my business. My friends don't for their business. I can think of a few businesses that are tied up with a lot of legal stuff. Maybe they're in uh, real estate. And as a result, they need to have a couple lawyers on staff. Similarly, some companies need a full-time CMO. Most companies need the strategy and leadership of a CMO. They need a fractional CMO. They don't need a full-time CMO. So what is a fractional CMO's salary? What do they make? Well, first of all, they don't make a salary. But what do they make? Well, inside the CMOX Accelerator, we teach marketers how to make $500,000 a year in straight cash compensation as a fractional CMO, working about 30 hours a week. Now, that's not to say you just start working 30 hours a week and in six weeks, you're going to be making a half million a year. No, it's going to take some time, right? You have to first be able to understand who you're going to attract and then attract them and then convert them into sales. So you got to get over all your kind of baggage around sales. And then you got to be able to service them and create world-class outcomes for them. So you stick around with them. If you're able to do that, you can start stacking client on top of a client on top of client. You start optimizing for time and for impact. You raise your rates over time. And, you know, pretty quickly, you start seeing yourself pulling in a really healthy six figures, pulling in $41,000, $42,000 a month or more as a fractional CMO. Again, straight cash comp. And again, what's so cool about this is you're doing that without being reliant on one single client. One is such a lonely number. As I record this, I read the news this morning that Snap Inc., right, Snapchat, laid off 20% of their, of their workforce because their revenue only grew by 8% in the last quarter or in the last month or something. 20% of their staff got, got axed. They like pulled out the guillotine and one in five people put their head in it. Can you imagine? These are great people. Maybe they were people who had been with Snap Inc. forever since inception, but they had to trim the fat. The P&L said that they were spending too much on staff, so they let a bunch of people go. It is inevitable that that will continue to happen. It can happen as a fractional CMO. You can lose a client because they're downsizing. Hell, I lost a client early on because they just fired the whole C-suite. And I was included in that. They fired the CEO. They fired me, the CFO. Just like got rid of everybody. Now, it wasn't about me. I'm sure if I called them, they would love to chat with me, right? They didn't have anything out against me. It was just business. So if you have one company that pays you, and that's all your livelihood, you run a significant risk. That's why having multiple companies, I think, is just so kind of anti-fragile. It makes you stronger. Every time you work with a company, you realize more the type of companies that you can really serve. You realize what your worth is. So you start charging more and finding better companies to work with, and you find your stress just kind of plummets. Your impact increases, your income increases, and you really get to 
got to call the shots. So if you're working 30 hours a week making $500,000 a year, you're in a very different position than someone making, let's say, the same comp as a full-time employee. Because that full-time employee might be working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and they have no control over um, other people's emergencies that come in. So if you ever worked as an employee, you know what this is like. Quarter's starting to slow down, you're ahead of schedule, you're crushing it, you're going to kind of coast right into the end of the quarter because you worked hard early on, and someone catches wind that you don't have a full plate that week, so they start adding their emergencies onto your plate, and before you know it, your easy week or easy two or three weeks become a very hard late night project of salvaging their projects. Totally not fun. As a fractional CMO, you have the opportunity to kind of stand above that, um, rally a team, and get things done, and get better and better at it. I just, I just think it's so neat. So the question is, what does the average fractional CMO make? Well, they can take their earnings and divide it by the hours that they work, and I think that should come out to 250 bucks an hour or more. It's kind of the base number, 250 an hour or more. If you're not making 250 bucks an hour and you're calling yourself a fractional CMO, you might be lying to yourself. You're just not a fractional CMO. You might be a freelance marketer. You might be an interim marketing director, but you're not a CMO. You got to be making 250 an hour or more to be a CMO. I actually go through this in detail in my book. If you haven't got a copy, it's actually a number one Wall Street Journal bestseller. And you can grab a copy of the book. It's called The Fractional CMO Method. You can grab a copy of the book at cmox.co slash book. When you grab a copy, you can get the ebook, you can get the audiobook. I also have an awesome masterclass that I recorded all about how to choose your niche as a fractional CMO. So if you're considering becoming a fractional CMO, considering leaving your agency or your full-time employment or you're a freelancer and you want to bring in bigger clients that pay you more regularly, that you have low stress serving and you just love the work, becoming a fractional CMO might be the right gig. Before you invest a bunch of time into it, just grab a copy of my book. The audiobook's like three and a half hours long. I recorded it um, at a studio. So uh, it's well mastered and um, you can just like jam it while you're uh, at the gym, walking your dog, you know, um, washing dishes at night, whatever you're doing. And see if becoming a fractional CMO is for you. So go ahead and grab a copy of the book, cmox.co forward slash book. And with that, I'll catch you later. See ya. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more information and episodes, visit our site at fractionalcmoshow.com. Go ahead and punch that like and subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. It means a lot, at least to my mom. 